stimulating critical thinking under the framework of Catholic social teaching. So that gives you a little snapshot of what St. Cecilia is about. So uh, Lydia Torres, president of St. Cecilia, if I can begin with you, uh, you've been doing Catholic education for a long time. Can you tell our listeners about yourself? I would love to. So I have been going to school my entire life. I have I have yet to not walk into a school that <laughs> because that is what I do. That is definitely my ministry, my call that God has intended for me, and that is Catholic education or just the ministry of sharing God's word and also developing young saints and scholars. So as a child, I attended St. Cecilia School. I grew up here, eventually left high school at Bishop Dunn, went on to a Catholic college, got married, had three children. And when the time came, my husband and I made the decision that uh, I'd leave uh, DISD and I came to work at St. Cecilia's as a teacher. And all three of our sons attended school here and graduated from the eighth grade here. And so uh, my history with the school has been very long, uh, deeply rooted in this Oak Cliff community that I love, and very much wanting to, to serve the community here in providing quality education, but within our Catholic framework, our Catholic teachings, our Catholic traditions, based on scripture and ultimately God's message of love. So for us, for me, that is what drives me each and every day. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. So, yeah, Amen. And I, uh, I love when people circle back in, into my life and uh, back. Uh, gosh, it must have been around uh, 2001 to 2004. I taught at Bishop Dunn, and you were there at the time. And did you say you went to Bishop Dunn? Were you a student there? I also attended Bishop Dunn, graduated as a senior, and from there went to Incarnate Word College in San Antonio. So uh, our Catholic schools here in Oak Cliff have formed and shaped me along, of course, with my parents. But uh, I'm very much a proud graduate of St. Cecilia's and a proud graduate of Dunn. Oh, wow. And then they they formed you and then you helped uh, return the favor and helped form the students there in in return. So, uh, wow, wow, how beautiful that is. Uh, Miss Estella Valdez, the principal of St. Cecilia, um, many of our listeners probably are not familiar with you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, um, I've been working in St. Cecilia for the last 20 years. This is my year number. I have three kids that also graduated from St. Cecilia School. Two of them already graduated from college, and right now uh, she's a sophomore at SMU. I've been working here in St. Cecilia. I started teaching technology, and I was the one that was able to bring all. When I started working in St. Cecilia, we didn't have technology in the classrooms. We only have one computer in the office, and the internet was only in the office and the computer lab. So right now we have uh, technology everywhere, the internet, uh, wireless access points everywhere. And um, so a little by little, I've been uh, teaching different classes, different subjects, and right now I'm the principal for the first year. Yeah, very good. So you, you've been there a long time, 20 years. And how many, um, Ms. Valdez, how many students do you currently have and what grades um, are, are there at St. Cecilia Catholic School? So right now we have 191 students and we have students from pre-K 3 to 8th grade. Okay, okay, great. And um, well, what is, uh, you know, I, I noticed on the website it says, 
that you educate students in a strong Catholic, Christ-centered environment. I, that's one of the questions I always want to hear from, uh, you know, principal and presidents is that, uh, you know, the, the Catholic, um, uh, you know, character of a school is so important. Of course, the academics and the whole formation of the student is so important. But how, how do you kind of cultivate and incorporate the, the beauty of our Catholic faith there at the school? Yes, uh, we start the day with morning prayer. We end the day with morning uh, with prayer. We pray before lunch. We go to mass once a week and uh, during the days of obligation. We pray the rosary uh, different at times in the year, like right now in October. We pray in the rosary every uh, Friday. Uh, we have religion classes in every grade. And we also try to integrate religion to every subject that we teach. Let's say right now is Red Ribbon Week. We're going to close Red Ribbon Week this Friday with a rosary, uh, praying the rosary, and then uh, uh, families are donating red roses that the students are going to uh, bring to um, the grotto and leave it, uh, give it, offer the red rose to the Virgen of Guadalupe. Uh, and they're going to pledge to be drug-free. And mm. that's how we're going to uh, close Red Ribbon Week. So that's just an example on how everything that we do, we bring prayer. Uh, we start the assemblies with prayer. We end the assemblies with prayer. We start the meetings with prayer. We end the meetings with prayer. So, uh, yeah, the Catholic identity, we, cut, we try to keep it as we can. Yeah. And uh, Lydia Torres, um, can you kind of explain the difference between the president's role and a principal's role and how you and uh, Ms. Valdez work together uh, there in the community? So definitely I consider Ms. Valdez a part of the dynamic duo that, that she and I have created here over the last, this is the beginning of my fourth year here working with Ms. Valdez at St. Cecilia's. And this evolved into the president's role to give me the opportunity to face forward to the community, to build more partnerships, to identify new donors, to build an alumni group, to work with businesses that may want to partner with us on projects. So it's a very much of a a community facing role, also setting the vision for the school and identifying funding for it and building enrollment. Whereas the principal's role is more of the day-to-day operations, dealing with the academics and the teachers and the students and the parents. And so if that would differentiate the two roles, but yet we both know since this is a very small community that to each other's roles only as necessary, uh, but yet, you know, always working together for the betterment of the mission and, and definitely for what's best for our students and our teachers and our parents. I love on the website, it says that you work with parents who are our biggest supporters and the children's first teachers. And I, I love the humility of that because sometimes the, you know, a school may think, you know, they're, they're kind of in charge of the kids' education, religious formation, but you acknowledge that really it's the, it's the parents' uh, responsibility. So Lydia, how, how, do, how do you make sure that dynamic stays in place where the parents are respected as the first educators and faith leaders, but you all are, are supplementing but hopefully they're getting it home, right? Correct. So we have we always talk about the fact that we walk 
in tandem with our parents. We are walking the journey with our students, hand in hand with our students, hand in hand with their parents. So it, it's definitely the idea that it takes a village. And so together we walk this journey in developing their faith, growing their academics, in you know building them emotionally and certainly uh, their physical growth as well. So no one single person can do this alone. And that and isn't that what God intended for us, uh, you know, to be all together? Because we can find God in everyone and in everything. So very much uh, this is um, a, a project of love and a project of, uh, thank you for saying humility, because it is. Each one of us has to acknowledge the other and, and take the child by the hand and lead them down this road. Yes, very nice. Uh, We're talking about St. Cecilia Catholic School, and they are located at 635 Mary Cliff Road in Dallas and uh, Oak Cliff, as uh, Lydia Torres, the president, has said, 75208. Their website is stceciliacatholic.org, stceciliacatholic.org. And I'm speaking to the president, Lydia Torres, and the principal, uh, Estella Valdez. And and, uh, Ms. Valdez, in speaking about this collaboration and, you know, all the people that go into making a great school great. Uh, Tell us about how you as principal work with the school advisory council, like Mark Vahala, who was the one that um, set up this interview, and also your your great pastor, who's been a great friend of Catholic Radio, Father Cruz Calderon. How how do they contribute to the the school environment? Yeah, we meet once a month, and uh, we discuss all the projects that we're thinking of, like Lydia and I always like thinking and thinking, we never stop thinking. Uh, so they form a great part of um, our decisions. At the end of the day, uh, we always need to have that second voice or that other point of view that sometimes we don't have. So having the support from the council members uh, is super important. Uh, the priest also collaborates with us a lot. He comes every Wednesday for the faculty meeting and he starts a faculty meeting with a prayer and he speaks with the faculty. And again, uh, we always, like Lydia and I, we are very creative, but at the end of the day, we know that we're not always right. And hmm. so seeking that second advice is super important for us. And that's what's working right now for us. And I think that is helping us make a difference in this community. Yes, and I'm sure a time or two, uh, Ms. Valdez, somebody has come to you and said, I want I want my kids to be in a Catholic school, but I don't think we can afford it. You know, so we're we're thinking about sending them to the public school or the charter school. What's your response to that when money seems to be an issue for somebody? So we always have sponsors that uh, we can go to. So our first conversation will be like, why do you want to go to a Catholic school? And we have the first meeting with the family. And then, uh, and then after that, we start looking for sponsors and some way, um, some types of scholarships to help the family. But I feel like Catholic education should be available for everyone, and the money shouldn't be uh, the problem. Yeah, and are a lot of your students receiving some kind of financial aid, one way or the other? I, I typically that's the case with uh, Catholic schools. That if you know somebody needs some help, they at least get a little bit of help. Is that the case? Yes. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, eighty percent of our families receive uh, some type of um, assistance. 
Yeah. And uh, Lydia Torres, you had mentioned before we started that uh, you and perhaps Miss Valdez host prospective families every Tuesday. Of course, this is airing on a Saturday, so we're a few days away from that. Uh, tell us how what 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 happens on Tuesdays and how people listening right now might take advantage of it. So on our website, uh, there is an area on the front page where if you are interested in setting up an appointment, you click on that and send your information. Every Tuesday, we host basically an open house with prospective families. And we set up interview times. We interview from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So we want to accommodate the needs of our working families who can come after 5 o'clock, and and we will be here to meet them. We have people on staff who speak English and Spanish, so we will be able to accommodate either language. We listen to the family stories. We we ask for records of, of where the child is currently attending. But most importantly, we want to know why. Why are you choosing St. Cecilia School? Nine times out of ten, the response is, we want our children to learn more about their faith. Mm. We, we, you know, we've gotten away from our faith. Yeah. We are seeking to get back into the church. They will talk about the education, the academic side of it, because definitely that's an important part, that we're a school. But the faith side of it is a lot of what we hear, how families want to re-engage with their faith, and how can we help them get their children baptized? Can we help their children make their sacraments? And definitely, that's that's evangelization right there. And so we are we, we nurture that, we encourage that, we love that part, uh, but we also want uh, families to know that on the academic side, we are also looking to challenge our students and challenge our teachers so that all of us become the best version of who God intended us to be. So basically every Tuesday from 3 to 7 p.m., we are available and we give tours, we answer questions, we we have a conversation and we review records, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure it's a good fit for the family as well as a good fit for us. And um, so it's, that's where the process begins. Yes. Uh, St. Cecilia Catholic School, located 635 Mary Cliff Road in Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas, 75208. org is their website. I'm speaking to President Lydia Torres and Principal Estela Valdez. And I think you'd probably both agree, you know, you two are the, the dynamic duo on the top, but, you know, the school is only as good as the teachers and the, the staff and the ones that are having one-on-one interaction with these wonderful kids every day. So, Ms. Valdez, how, what, what do you look for in a teacher? What, what, makes a, what makes for a good Catholic school teacher? I feel like a good Catholic school teacher is that teacher that has a passion for education and for the students that knows how to find that connection with each student in the classroom. So every time uh, that we interview teachers, we during the interview, we're looking for that spark that they can bring to our school. And uh, right now we've been very lucky, thank God. Uh, but I feel like at the end of the day, super important for the teacher and the students have that connection. So every student, 
nobody learns if they don't like the t-shirt, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah. why we're looking for that. Oh, yeah, we're going to be able to have a good connection. Um, so that's why we always like that joy, that passion that they can bring to our school. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time, but I want to give you each you know, a minute or a minute and a half, uh, however long you need to just talk about some aspect of St. Cecilia Catholic School that you're especially proud of, maybe that we haven't talked about yet. And uh, I'll start, start with you, Ms. Valdez. Anything else you want to say to our listeners um, as far as the school, what makes it special, uh, St. Cecilia School? What, what would you say? I invite everybody to come and take a tour to our school because uh, this classroom as you're walking, you're going to get that feeling of a home. Uh, everybody's very welcoming. Uh, the community is uh, super close. They talk to each other. Everybody knows everyone. We have students that they start here in pre-K three and they leave at, in eighth grade. We have families that come back, uh, mm-hmm. alumni that come back. Uh, so I invite everybody to, if they're in the area, to stop by our school uh, and they're going to fall in love. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you for what you do. 20 years at St. Cecilia Catholic School, Ms. Estella Valdez, the principal, and uh, Lydia Torres, president of St. Cecilia Catholic School. I'll close with you. Uh, same question. What would you take a minute or so to just brag about the school what, uh, other than what we've already talked about? Well, uh, what I would like to share is that we are currently engaged in parent listening sessions. And I and for me, that's super important, and I'm really proud of that because that's the level of commitment we have to this community. Uh, right now, I'm going out to families, having small group meetings, and listening. What are their concerns? What do they love about the school? What do they dream about the school? What are those areas of growth for us? And then how can our families be part of the solution? And so I believe that through conversations like that, we are setting the framework for the future of St. Cecilia's. We're about to celebrate 90 years. And if we're going to be here another 90 years, we need to have a game plan. We need that strategic plan that will take us forward. And so I'm I'm super excited about listening to what families have to say and learning how all of us together can create the plan as we go forward into the future. Amen. And if you two are going to be there for the next 90 years, you keep the t- you keep your health in good check, okay? Because uh, <laughs> uh, eat well, thanks. lots of exercise. I think you guys can make it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Lydia Torres and uh, Estela Valdez, the uh, president and principal of this beautiful school in Oak Cliff, St. Cecilia Catholic School. Uh, visit the website, uh, stceciliacatholic.org, stceciliacatholic.org. And don't forget, uh, I think uh, Ms. Tor- Ms. Torres said 3 to 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. You come and you get a tour and uh, they want to listen to you. They want to hear your story and hopefully your child, it might be a good fit for your child to begin at St. Cecilia Catholic School. Thank you very much to you both. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And thanks also to Mark Vahala, uh, my dear friend who... um, said, hey, Dave, you got to talk about St. Cecilia Catholic School. Why don't you t- interview Lydia and, and Estella? So here we, we did it, Mark. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you, wonderful ladies, for the, your time today. Thank you, Dave. Thank you.
All right. God bless you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, for supporting uh, all the good things happening here locally in the Dallas and the Fort Worth Diocese. And uh, if you want to, uh, again, more learn more about St. Cecilia Catholic School, stceciliacatholic.org. And if you have suggestions for future interviews, you can email me and Cecil together just at kath at grnonline.com. Most of these interviews come at the suggestion of somebody else which is a great blessing. So email us and let us know what the great stories are here in North Texas and the Catholic world. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. And thank you for listening and supporting KTH 910 AM and Catholic School Education. Did you know that the Shroud of Turin is the most studied archaeological object in human history? If you'd like to learn more about the Shroud from a leading expert, then make plans to attend an event called Jesus and the Shroud of Turin on Tuesday, November 14th at the SB Hall on the campus of the University of Dallas. The presenter will be Father Andrew Dalton, a Catholic priest of the Legionaries of Christ and a professor of theology at the Pontifical Athenaeum Regina Apostolorum in Rome. Since 1991, the Church has directed Catholics to avoid investment in companies that violate Catholic teaching in areas such as abortion and contraception. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors provides investments compatible with the teachings of the Catholic faith. Certified financial planner James Bell is an investment advisor representative. James can be reached by calling 817-608-7853. Sponsor of Guadalupe Radio Network, Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. KFCA.com for more information. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here in North Texas. I am Dave Palmer, along with our North Texas assistant, Cecil Anderson. How are you doing, Cecil? I am doing pretty fantastic. And our wonderful intern, James Jacoby, is running the board today. Mm-hmm. So thank you to him for his uh, great work. He's doing this actually for, for college credit and has uh, really improved his skills uh, amazingly. So thanks, James, for your help. And uh, it's Saturday, and uh, every now and then, instead of doing an interview, Cecil and I would just come on and talk about some things related to the station. And we had a busy week last week. <laughs> and <laughs> Cath- a busy week this week. Catholic <laughs> Foundation uh, yeah. it kept us very busy this, this last they week. Did. Uh, they had a, a couple of big events. And so we have a great relationship with the Catholic Foundation. And so we want to tell you about a couple of events that we went to on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, no, Wednesday, Thursday. When- Tuesday, yes. Wednesday? Uh, yeah, one yeah. of those. Two. One of those combinations. <laughs> I think it was Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, yeah, right. Wait, okay. So uh, th- so thanks to Bill Kula and no, Matt. Tuesday, and uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking because we had the fire drill in yeah. the building. That was on Wednesday. Okay. All right. So, all right. So we're going to talk about the grant ceremony, which was Wednesday. And then also this really cool event that the Catholic Foundation does. They had their 18th annual art unveiling and dedication they're in the Arts District, right be, uh, next to the Cathedral of Guadalupe. Which just recently became the Shrine. Yeah, that's like a big deal, big. isn't it? It's a national shrine. So we got to definitely do um, a thorough interview about it. I think the North Texas, the, sorry, the Texas Catholic is doing um, a whole magazine on it for December oh, about right. it becoming a so shrine. So if they do a whole magazine on it, we can probably do an interview. I right? think we can at least do at least a 10-minute interview. On it. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. just read the magazine. <laughs> so, so Cecil and I were both present at these events, and uh, we're telling about this we got some uh, interviews that we want to get to as well so we're going to get right to it and uh, otherwise you know as we mentioned a couple of times on the good news show and uh, live remotes and all that is that we went to a catholic radio conference a couple of weeks ago and came back 
uh, with a real, I think, you know, fervor, increased and renewed fervor of really serving the local Catholic mm-hmm. community here. And so if you're listening to this and you have events or news or anything of interest that you think our listeners would want to know about at the parish or diocesan level or the apostolates here in North Texas, uh, please, by all means, let us know about it. You can reach Cecil and I one-stop shopping on email kath at GRN online. And that also includes topics for this interview of the week. So let's get right to it. And so we we have finally decided that Tuesday morning (laughs) we were at the 18th annual uh, Art Unveiling and Dedication, Art on the Plaza, sponsored by the Catholic Foundation. They basically put out a notice, you know, months ago and saying, hey, here's the deadline and people can submit artwork. And the winner not only gets $5,000, but uh, perhaps more importantly, they get their art displayed hugely they're on this. I don't even know what the dimensions are, but it's uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's big. long. It's big and long. It's big. So. And that's got to be so good, not only for exposure for the artist, but you can put that on your resume. Like I had art in a public plaza for a year. So cool. Yeah. Last year, it was a guy named Robert Opal, and he had a big uh, like monarch butterfly. And this it's guy beautiful. is just like larger than life. He's an amazing person. So this year, we were there, uh, you know, just this last week on Tuesday morning, and they announced the winner, and I had a chance to do a few interviews. So we're going to play some of the clips, and they all kind of speak for themselves. But the winner uh, this year is Deborah Boschert, and uh, her artwork is called Looking Up. And uh, you can go out there and see it. And it's quite beautiful. And it's got birds and clouds and the sun. And uh, so I want to play the clips. Um, we'll get to hers. And I also interviewed her husband and also one of the judges. And so let, let's first of all start off with um, Deborah. Okay. And so here's the interview that I did with Deborah Bosher. She's the winner. And she talks a little bit about her piece. Well, congratulations, first of all. Thank you so much. I'm delighted. Yeah, and how exciting. I was just talking to your husband, your mom, your mother-in-law, your, your, your kids are here. Yep. This is a real family affair, isn't it? It's a big deal. I'm delighted. Yeah, really wonderful to have them all here for this special day. Yeah, so take us through the process of creativity. When you heard that the theme was hope, mm-hmm. and your winning piece is called Looking Up. Looking and, up. of course, we're on radio, but hopefully people will go on our Facebook page and see a picture of it. But uh, how did you decide? on this particular piece? Well, so I really like making landscapes. And again, my work is what I call art quilt collages. So layers of fabric, paint, and stitching. And I really liked the idea of doing a landscape that was really a skyscape. So we have these trees that are at the bottom of the design. Those are cut from green pieces of fabric. We have this big arch over the top of that long, skinny composition two different blues sort of suggesting the depth of the sky. Then I dropped in those sort of uh, whimsical, uh, bouncy clouds. And then I cut out tons of red birds from different red fabrics. And then all of those elements get fused together onto those layers of fabric. And then I add stitching, so there's machine stitching which I do with a regular domestic home sewing machine. And I can uh, lift up the feed dogs of the machine so that the needle can move back and forth and it can make stars and swirls and lines. Uh, So that's all over the surface of the art quilt collage. And then I add more stitching by hand using relatively traditional embroidery stitches, but in a new way. And then all of those elements come together into this design, which I really do think 
sort of suggests a spirit of possibility, um, which really is what hope is about. Yeah, so this is the fifth time that you've entered into the competition, so uh, perseverance is the key, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I want to keep making work anyway, so I love a challenge. I love some specific parameters that I can work within. I love a deadline, so I have to get it done in order to turn it in by the deadline. So it sort of did become part of my annual routine of making this 9 by 28 inch piece to enter into the Art on the Plaza competition. You mentioned in your remarks Mm -hmm. how grateful you are to the Catholic Foundation for highlighting local artists. Talk, Talk about that. Yeah, well, public art is so pivotal and so transformative to the space and to people's lives as they pass by. Uh, They can see themselves, they can interpret what they're seeing in their own individual ways. And so for the Catholic Foundation to know that this space, right here in the center of the Arts District in Dallas, had potential to tell a story by uh, selecting local artists to put their work on this wall. I just think it's really absolutely amazing that they see that as part of achieving their mission. I talked to Robert Opal, the last yes, year's winner. He yes. said he came here seven times a month, and he would stand here, and when people were all gathered around, he'd go up and introduce himself and say, yeah, I'm the I artist, so how often do you think you'll come? Well, I'm going to be here on Wednesday night. I'm coming to see a show at the Dallas Theater Center, so we will definitely be making a swing by the Arts Plaza to see it at night. And definitely, I love coming down here to downtown Dallas, and I will definitely be making the circuit. Yeah, quite an honor. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you, you so for your much. Time. My pleasure. All right. Well, that is uh, Deborah Boschert, and uh, good to hear from her. And uh, I had a chance to speak to her husband as well, which is kind of unusual because I normally don't talk to the spouse of the winner. Yeah, but he's a, like a Southwest Airlines pilot, and uh, he was just clearly just glowing. He was so proud mm. of his wife. Uh, so, so here's uh, Jeff Boschert and uh, his comments on uh, his win- his wife Deborah winning this award. All right, for the first time, I'm actually interviewing the spouse of a winner, and I started in talking to Jeff. Uh, Boschert, and he's very engaging. So what does this mean to you to see your wife win this competition today? Well, she believes passionately in art, and she believes that art needs to be shared. So she's always really valued the Catholic Arts uh, Plaza and the foundation for sponsoring that. So as was mentioned during the ceremony, she has entered this multiple times. And this year was interesting because she was struggling a little bit with kind of what piece and, and what kind of kind of hit this this theme of hope. And when it all kind of came together and she had this piece right here, she just realized that it was the right piece to enter for this. So, you know, for me personally, just very proud of her, proud of the hard work. I get to be at home and see her working in her studio. Uh, trying not to interrupt too often, <laughs> as sometimes is my way. Uh, but uh, yeah, to and then you know I'm I'm fortunate in that oftentimes I get to see behind the scenes. 
So I get to see her with her creative wall work between the different fabrics and trying to find those kind of exact pieces that are going to come together to make such a beautiful work of art. Yeah, uh, captain in the U.S. Navy, pilot That's true. for Southwest. Yes. And I, when I heard that you were a pilot, I thought, well, you know, you get a perspective that most people don't ever get. You get to see from up high. And this is a, you know, looking up. So as a pilot, does this picture uh, kind of resonate with you? It absolutely does. It's kind of one of my favorite ideas is that when you fly, you're, there's always a blue sky up there. Sometimes we have these clouds over us, but as we push through the clouds, there's the gloriousness of the sky and the sun. And so this, per, this piece right here it just absolutely speaks to me. And then uh, Deborah's always loved birds and uh, she's a little bit of a, an amateur birder. And so, you know, one of the great things of sharing your life with somebody is that you get to share in the things that are important to them. So I always just love kind of having that opportunity to do that with her. Thank you very much. All right, that's Jeff Boschert, the husband of Deborah Boschert, the winner of the 18th Annual Art and Unveiling uh, Dedication, sponsored by the Catholic Foundation. It happened this last Tuesday. A couple of uh, interviews that I'm going to share with you as we close out the discussion about the grants, uh, about the Art in the Plaza competition, is that I had a chance to talk to Matt Kramer. Matt is the president of the Catholic Foundation, and uh, you noticed that, well, Deborah, when she spoke, was so thankful for the Catholic Foundation, because artists, you know, especially local artists, need promotion. They need they somebody to recognize, you know, the, the the value of art. And she was very thankful for the Catholic Foundation. So, I had a chance to talk to to Matt Kramer about uh, the connection between the Catholic Foundation and this Art in the Plaza competition. So, here's what he had to say. All right, Matt, uh, Deborah, in accepting the uh, her uh, award in uh, recognition today, thank the Catholic Foundation for recognizing local artists. So why, how, how is this an important part of the mission of the Catholic Foundation, what you're doing today? Actually, I think this was a, to cover up an eyesore for the, actually the cathedral 18 years ago, and they came up with the concept of having an art plaza, or a plaza. And then the question was, how would you get people up into the art, into the plaza itself? And the, the whole concept of the art wall came up. So this competition's been going on for 18 years. As Deborah talked about today, art is just some, one of those things that it's a beauty, it's a gift that people are given, just one of the many gifts we get from God, and it's, they're able to express that themselves through the through their art. So it's exciting. Robert Opel was here for the Monarch from last year. He was very animated and so forth. I know yeah. he was on your on your show and so oh, forth yeah, yeah. Uh, on the radio station. But in addition, to see this follow-up is just amazing because you look at this and you just there's just so much it's so much joy to look at that it does provide hope and we need that in these days yeah I, yeah so hope is the theme and you said today that you had a record number of entries i think you said 50 people entered so there were over 50 it, it plus 50 so it's like 54 altogether. yeah had, which yeah. is amazing yeah which, so it was uh, very hard on the artists on pardon me on the judges to make a decision because there were just so many great pieces yeah why ultimately i know you i don't know if you were part of the judging you probably weren't but why ultimately do you think this one won and of course we're talking on radio and people hopefully can see a picture on our facebook page but uh what what what, what uh kind of what, what worked with this in this picture so there's six artists and they have to decide uh on one so it takes a while so they each get to choose their favorite one and there's a lot of discussion so this was the one that just stood out that seemed to have the, the most intricacy they really liked the, the work that was done on it but it just came out 
and the theme of hope that came out the, the strongest for them. Yeah, speaking of hope, it seems like the Robert, I know last year had been an entry an entrant many times, and, mm -hmm. and Deborah this time, I think this is her fifth time, so right. perseverance seems to be the key, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. Perseverance and hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right, yes, definitely. right. All right, that's Matt Kramer. He is president of the Catholic Foundation. Good to see him. And finally, rounding out my interviews was one of the judges. In fact, uh, Cindy Gummer has been a judge for all 18 of these competitions. And she is kind of like the lead judge, the head judge. And I'm always curious because, you know, we all have a sense of beauty and all that. But when you're a professional and you can really look for things. And so I asked her about, you know, what, what was How special. do you choose and yeah. what, what sticks out to you? And Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So uh, here's uh, my conversation with Cindy Gummer, one of the judges. All right, I'm speaking to Cindy Gummer now. She is the chair of the judges who uh, chose uh, to, uh, this year's uh, winner, Deborah Boschert. And her theme, the theme was Hope. And uh, Deborah's uh, art piece is called Looking Up. So, Cindy, tell us, um, you've been doing this for 18 years now. You must enjoy what you're doing. What do you enjoy about being a judge of these competitions? Um, well, I can tell you that I've been in the business of art, and I do actually now I do. I've had a gallery for 25 years. So when I first started out, it was to focus on local artists. Um, I believe that they all need a chance. They all have the aspirations of getting to where the big artists are, you know. So it's it's important to recognize them. And what better competition could a local artist enter and, and, and win by having their art on this wall yeah. for a whole year and walking out of the Meyerson and seeing your artwork up there, the recognition, the, the awareness an artist yeah so, you, you, obviously you're focused on local art as you as you mentioned how how important as an artist you know, an owner of a gallery mm -hmm. is this to the city of Dallas oh. what the Catholic Foundation is doing oh it's very very important <laughs> yes and how is the is this a big city for art um, I was in uh, Santa Fe New Mexico recently and art oh. just pervades that city oh, yeah. how is yeah. Dallas as far as the local art scene um, I believe it's growing. I believe we lost one of our greats in Ray Nasher, and he would say, my husband was very close with him, and he would say, when you fly into DFW and you have a four-hour layover and you got off that plane, what would you do? He said, I want to make it so people will come to our arts district, that yeah. this would be a, a draw to people from other cities, other states. So I believe that local artists are, are important because you're only going to get, get they're only going to be here. Yeah. You know the galleries that are down, even the ones on um, Elm and, and down there. It's 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 important. That's what I can say. It's important. And then and North Park and, and Nancy carrying that on is another important uh, you know person that's carrying the. Tell us about this piece of art. Of course, we're on the radio, and so it's not something people can say. Deborah Boschert, of course, the, the theme was hope, and her art piece that's now on display here in the Arts District is called Looking Up. So mm -hmm. what worked about this particular piece? Well, it was a difficult competition this year. We had 53 pieces, and they were there were a lot of really awesome ones. The key, sometimes the key, and it takes a lot of time, we get the artist's statements before we... Um, before we were actually jury the, the, um, the competition 
And if you you reading what the artists are saying about their piece, which is something that when you're walking out of the Meyer Center when you're visiting the plaza, you're not going to know what she said about that. You know, she gave a very good rendition yeah. this morning. But the artist's statements, and I've always believed in artist statements because they're just they're just important to sometimes you look at it and you think, wow, I wonder what they were thinking. Yeah. And then yeah. but then you can take your own thoughts and you can look at it. So that statement's but, important. Yes. Okay. I, oh absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, do you want to tell our listeners the name of your art gallery in case they want to visit it? Oh, it's it's actually, I do custom framing now. And okay. That's all I do now. So um, I don't have any more artists. Okay. I, 25 years ago I did, but it's called the Enchanted Galleries. If you need any framing, look me up. The Enchanted Galleries. Galleries. Okay. Enchanted all right. Galleries. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. All right. So those are the four interviews I did. And uh, again, thanks to the Catholic Foundation for putting on uh, 18 years now the Art in the Plaza um, competition. I know the local artists appreciate it so much. But uh, by all means, get out there and uh, the art the Arts uh, Plaza. It's just north of the cathedral, and you'll see it. it's kind of hard to miss if you're in that that area because <laughs> it's it's huge, and it you can is. go see uh, Deborah's so work. So and you know, plan for next year if you're an artist to join in it because I think didn't Deborah say she had done this like five times? Yeah. She had tried, and she said she liked it too because she just always would complete a piece of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you always at least if nothing else you've challenged yourself i i'm nowhere near at the level of the people who have been on here but i do enjoy painting and i do enjoy art and i've always been like oh one of these days i'm just gonna do it just for the heck of it to mm-hmm. have a completed painting you know? and they had <clears throat> the two runner-ups there also not not necessarily the people but the 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 artwork oh, and one of them was like these these like a like a lion and yeah a, it was noah's ark it was noah's ark themed it yeah. was like the beautiful faces of all these different animals well lovely and what i liked about deborah's piece too is that it looks like a quilt because it, she made it with fabric yeah. and, and some yeah. stamps and so it's a really it's like um i'm trying to think what the word is <laughs> has multiple uh different art forms in it yeah yeah kind of eclectic would mm-hmm. that be the word i want to be able to talk word, kind of artsy yeah yeah no there's a word for when you use different techniques and different mediums Mul- different mediums we'll say that multimedia okay. multimedia <laughs> <laughs> multimedia with that's art? not right no that doesn't sound you know right. what i no. should have another cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> all That's the artists okay. that are listening right now are like sizzle stop <laughs> yeah stop will you stop already okay so i pretty much dominated that conversation so i'm gonna hand it over to you sizzle so you can talk about the 2023 fall grant ceremony because you did some interviews i did so their massive fall grant ceremony happened on wednesday it was at all saints catholic church in dallas so dave and i both got to go and attend that and this was one of the biggest dave 26 recipients yeah churches schools local organ um catholic organizations so I got to be a, interview a couple of different people. A couple of people I wanted to highlight was uh, the sisters from Holy Family of Nazareth Retreat Center. They got a grant for um, a backup generator, which is something very vital here in Texas. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I got to talk to Sister Francesca and Sister Monica. And Sister Monica is from Poland. Uh, Sister Francesca also had a bit of an accent, but she said she was from Chicago previously. But I don't know. If she, <laughs> I, I don't know. How I was like, well, what about Chicago. before then? She's you know, you didn't want to go like, well, what about before then? Because you have a bit of an accent. This doesn't sound like a Chicago <laughs> <laughs> so this is my conversation with Sister Francesca and Sister Monica. So we'll talk a little bit about the what you all do at um, Holy Family of Nazareth Retreat Center. What do, does it offer to our Catholic community here in DFW? Most of all, we offer the hospitality for the groups and the individuals who would like to spend some time in a quiet and in prayer, just um, resting in um, reflection. Uh, so we have uh, groups as well as the private retreats that are 
visiting us on a regular basis and uh, we offer the hospitality and meals and also the space for uh, worship and, and prayer. Is this kind of a place where people kind of bring all of their own retreat things, they have leaders for the retreats, or do you all have retreats that you all put on that everything's already provided for, all the talks and all the mentorship, spiritual mentorships? Uh, we have programs. Uh, most of the groups have their own program, but there is a, a sister who has a Bible class and also some spirituality courses that people can attend. We also have a convent chapel open to the public. Everybody is invited to participate uh, in a Holy Mass every day with us. Uh, on Sunday, Mass is at 9 o'clock. And uh, this is a grant from the Catholic Foundation. Uh, can you talk about what it is going to go towards, Sister Francesca? Uh, well, as we know that in uh, Texas, sometimes we are dealing with the power outage that is very unforeseen and uh, weather-related or otherwise. So it will help us to have the continual uh, backup electricity for our guests and for the sisters in the community. And uh, Sister Francesca, you mentioned that there's some of the sisters have particular medical things that have to stay, is that correct, uh, with the, which is the importance of having continual power. That's also the reality, yes. yes. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to let people know about uh, Holy uh, Family of Nazareth Retreat Center or also in thanksgiving to the Catholic Foundation for this grant? Well, we are very grateful for the, being a recipient of their generosity and for the kindness. And we also would like to invite uh, people from um, neighborhood and for the Metroplex to visit us, either for a, a private retreat and or bringing the groups and enjoying our grounds and our facility. All right. As we were listening to all the grants being uh, listed, I was kind of highlighting, ooh, this person, I want to talk to them, I want to talk to them, or we haven't spoken to this person in a while. And one of the ones that stuck out to me and to Bill was Our Lady of Angels in Allen, Texas. So beautiful little parish out. So I was able to talk to one of the parishioners. He's part of the Knights of Columbus and on the Finance Council. He was the representative, Craig Bernard, to talk a little bit about what this is going to do for their parish community. So here's my conversation with Craig. So you're from Our Lady of Angels in Allen, Texas. And uh, it's a beautiful, I've actually been there for a friend's wedding years ago. Um, and it's a beautiful little parish um, in Allen. And y'all are trying to attract more young families, right? Yes, that is, that is the goal of this project is to attract younger families, keep them and get them involved. And so when you were asking for this grant and you were planning this out, uh, I love this idea that you all had and you got the grant for it from the Catholic Foundation. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that's going to do? Well, the, the whole project, what we're going to do is it's, it's an outdoor pavilion. So think of a, a basketball court that's covered. And we're going to have all kinds of different uh, activities there, whether it's uh, uh, Knights of Columbus fish fries, vacation Bible school, youth activities, Mom's Day Out, movie nights. And we're going to have a little picnic area as well as a uh, children's playground area. And, and the, 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 the grant has really kick-started this project and really helped us get going. At the moment right now, the parish, is, the, is there a small parish hall or is there not really a large space for you all to meet, period? We have an education formation building. That's where our offices are, as well as a number of classrooms. But we don't have a big space. So think about when you have Lenten fish fries. We can barely fit, you know, one-fifth of our parish in there. Um, and if we have any kind of um, uh, fundraising nights, we can't, we just don't have room for that. And this will allow us opportunities to not only do those things, but really to, to try to get our youth more involved. 
That's such an important thing for uh, the parish community is to have those events where everyone in the parish could come to. And so have a space that's going to be really, really beautiful. Do you have anything to say about the parish life in general, pastor, um, and how things have been going recently? Yeah, Father Bell, Father John Bell, um, he has been our one and only priest for over 20 years, which is not really normal for a Catholic church. Um, we're a small parish of about 1,200 families, of which about 450 or so are, are you know, are active members. And um, we feel like this 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 parish, we're, we're such a welcoming, small community that when you come to Mass, you see everybody that you know. Uh, you know, you, people are saying, don't sit in my seat because that's where you sit all the time. Um, but we're just a welcoming community because being that we're so small, um, you see the same people all the time and you know their names and you know their families and their kids. And this, this project is just going to help foster that community even more. And I forgot to ask you at the beginning, but your role... Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.